The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Thick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Since none of you listened to Ryan and Chris Trapasso yesterday, let me, Will Brinson, your host, be the first to formally say Happy New Year, January 2nd, 2020. When you're hearing this, it's a pre-recorded show, Super Friends Prediction Recap, where we break down our best and worst of the year. No, it's not like a best and worst clip show, Ryan Wilson. Sean Wagner McGuff, John Breach. It's where we look at the, the, the things we got right and the things we got wrong and make some bold playoff predictions. Fun fact, Sean. 73% of the Breach's traffic each year <laughs> involves the word bold predictions. Um, sounds like a smart strategy to me. I only do bold predictions. Ryan, how do you feel about bold predictions? I love them because I usually get them all right. So I'm excited. Do you know that in the year of our Lord, 2015, I, a time traveler, correctly predicted Jameis Winston would have 30 interceptions. Do you know in the year of our Lord, 2011, I predicted that after winning two games, the Colts would make the playoffs with Andrew Luck as a rookie? No, that was a bold prediction. That's a good one. Did you know in the year of our Lord, 2010, is when Sean was born? Ooh. <laughs> Not really. I, I I don't have a bull prediction to share. That was right. Um, okay, good job. Uh, I have a bull prediction for you. Sean will grovel before the feet of the Buffalo Bills collective mafia. Please leave me alone. Please, I'm sorry for bashing your quarterback, Josh Allen, your coach, Sean McDermott. You are masters. You have won the AFC East in 2020. I'm so sorry. Please go watch Star Wars. I'm sorry. I think if the Bills win on Saturday, that we pick three Bills fans and they get to smash Sean through a folding table. And also, we set the table on fire to add some drama. And Sean has to drink a bottle of Rumple Mints before he gets smashed. Rumple Mints. Sounds like you guys are just trying to kill me. No, you went through this. There's some HR issues if you died, so we're going to make sure you win. Yeah, but the table on fire, that makes me feel like there's a chance I could die. Yeah, we'll have like a stunt guy there to oversee everything. And, and maybe, Ryan, maybe Ryan firing, sure. Yeah, the stunt coordinator. <laughs> um, all right. First Super Friends podcast of the new year. Hope you guys had a great new year. Download, subscribe, leave a five-star review. If you've got a bold playoff prediction that you think can you know magically come true before the playoffs start, leave it on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review and drop it in there. And if you're right, maybe this is how we'll give away the hats. Best bold playoff prediction that ends up being accurate gets a Brinson sucks hat. So leave them on there. You don't have to write, just write bold playoff prediction and then write in the comments, the Chiefs win Super Bowl. That's not really bold. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we gauge what's bold? Because what if somebody says the 49ers win the Super Bowl? Well, they're the number one seed. Well, but like if the Vikings, if somebody's like Vikings upset Saints, that would trump 49ers winning Super Bowl for me. 
What if the 49ers win the Super Bowl bowl prediction is they win 400-3? That, that would that be bold, would, but probably would not win. If they okay. if, if the 49ers win 400-3, though, that would certainly trump the Vikings beating the Saints. Right. Yes. 12-11. So we, we have a we have a five-person blue, blue ribbon panel here with the four of us in Devo. We'll just figure out who the best two are, and we'll give them the hats. You get the okay. Brinson Sucks hats. And if you get one, if you somebody goes nuts – I'll send you the only I suck hat. How about that? Nobody will get it, and people think you suck. <laughs> One of a kind. Um, so let's get to our own bold playoff predictions. Ryan Wilson, would you like to start? I can start. You're not going to like it, Sean, but I can see a path for your Buffalo Bills making it to the AFC Championship game. I'm not going to go to the Super Bowl, but I think they can make it to the AFC Championship game. So they have, they have the Texans. I think so we, is your bold playoff prediction Bills make AFC title game? That that'd yeah. be better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They can beat the Texans. I don't think I think all of us, in fact, feel like they're 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 gonna win that game. Is that right? Is that what we said? Yes. And there is apparently um we'll get to this on the pick show, I guess, but there's apparently some steam in Vegas on the uh Bills plus three. Okay. So then they would go to Kansas City and I feel like they could slow, if they catch the Chiefs on a bad day, they keep Josh Allen doesn't throw interceptions, but he's not going to win the game for you. You lean on Devin Singletary. The defense plays really well. You could come out of there with a win. You'd have to get extremely lucky, but there's a chance. I feel like the Bills could go in there and beat the Chiefs, and then they would um, invariably place the. I would imagine they would invariably face the the Ravens in, in the um, AFC Championship game. Maybe the Patriots. Who knows? If so. I think that would be a little tougher for them, but I feel like they can make it to the to the AFC Finals. What's the face for, Brunson? Well, if the Patriots win and the Bills win, oh, then the Bills yeah, will go to Patri- Baltimore. That's right. So the Patriots aren't winning. So you the, need feel- the Titans to beat the Patriots. Titans go to Baltimore. Bills win. Bills go to Kansas City. But I feel and like then- the Bills well, the Ravens. But if that happens, then that opens the door for Buffalo hosting the AFC title game against the Titans. And then what, Ryan? Then they go into the Super Bowl? Ryan's hey, in Buffalo? A playoff game in Buffalo would be insane. You with the made, my, you made a, not, a my, playoff game, an AFC championship game in Buffalo would be like be 75 reported deaths before it. The sad <laughs> thing about this bowl prediction, so we should grade these because we like to grade bowl predictions. It was going to be an A. And now it's the C because Breach came up with the A scenario. Good job, Breach. I was trying to help you. You showed me up again. So I'll take the first half credit for that, and Breach will take bring it home with the slam dunk when the Bills win the Super Bowl. Great. I might use that for my playoff bracket projection. You 100% will. You'll probably tweet it out momentarily. Bills host AFC title game in wild bracket scenario. I've got to do wild card bold predictions for the end of the week. I'm stealing all of yours, so don't worry. Ooh. All right. Uh, all right. That, who, who can top that one? Breach. I have to go next? All right. I mean, I invented bold predictions. I don't get to go last. All right, I'll go. I'll go. I mean, I can go. No, I don't want to build mine up because then if it's not bold enough, uh, I'll get laughed off the podcast. I don't want that. My bold prediction is that the Super Bowl will feature zero number one seeds. No number one seeds in the Super Bowl. I liked your Bills one better. And uh, to throw that out, in the past six years, there's 12 Super Bowl slots, two teams each year. Nine of the 12 slots have been filled by a one seed. So 
Your bowl prediction is the Saints face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it is that the 49ers and Ravens don't make the Super Bowl, even <laughs> though they have a bye in the easiest path. Can you imagine Breach going on radio? My bowl prediction is the Saints are going to barely beat the Chiefs. Or what if it was like, what if he was like doing one of those like morning, like, like NFL network morning shows? He was like, and Michael Irvin's like, a man stabs Aaron Rodgers in the face. And then Breach is like, no, number one seeds make the Super Bowl. And they're like, what? What just happened? Like, uh, Breach, you, you slam ducked at home with the Bills addendum and then you came back with that one. Good. I will say that there is a pretty good chance that that's actually happens. Well, he had a stat. What was your stat, Breach? My stat is that number one seeds have made the Super Bowl 2013. One seed versus one seed. 2014, one seed versus one seed. 15, one seed versus one seed. 16, one seed versus two seed. 17, one seed versus one seed. 18, two seed versus two seed. So there's been a one seed in five of the past six Super Bowls, and in four of them it's been one versus one. Okay. Not sexy, but I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give you a B minus. Was that too high? I'll take a B. B minus. How do we grade? Are we just grading about how bold they are? I feel like we have to factor in also if if – there's a path through it happening, right? Just yeah, I want to establish the path that happening. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not refuting that. I just want to establish how we're grading these. Yeah, it's I think not just purely right. based on poldness, right? It's also no, no. okay. So Brenton said C plus. The Browns win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, A baby. A plus. So what's your grade, John? Uh, uh, Sean for for breach. Oh, I give it a B plus. Thank you. I, w- I was prepared at first to say that's not like that bold, but he had the stat. He backed it up. All right, that's a, that averages out to a B. Well done, John. Who's next? Pretty chalky. It's been pretty chalky. I've got a so for mine. I have to stick with my bold prediction before the season because it could still happen. Andy Reid wins his first Super Bowl against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I like that. See, that's good. I'm going to give that an A. Now, normally I would say Sean. You're being a little cop-out wussbag because you're picking the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, and that's something I've been talking about for weeks. But you took your original bowl prediction from before – you took your original prediction from the season, which has now become extremely bold because the Eagles are not very good, and they snuck into their last team to clinch a playoff spot. And so then backing it up and saying, I'm going to double down. I'm nuts. I'm Sean Wagner. I'm going to go all in and go on Chiefs-Eagles. Uh, I wouldn't give it an A-plus, but in terms of the the – Chances that it happens. I don't think the Eagles are very high, but I give it an A. I'm with you. I, get, I like the A. Strong, strong. So for the I'll, Eagles, have, I was just, I'm going to give it a B plus because the, there's no creativity. He just used his preseason prediction <laughs> and rolled over. There's no homework there. Uh, you know, what it's not a creative person, John. He can't help it. But also, I did like that he twisted it. So that's where the plus comes in. So I'm giving it a B plus. Hey, B plus is a solid grade. I mean, I got all those in college, so. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Look at that humble uh, brag at Cal. He's at the third <laughs> smartest school on the West Coast. But terrible at math. Go figure. <laughs> Let's see what I want to do. Oh, I was going to say. Not but, even prepared. Shocking. Uh, well, no. The problem is that, like, I don't want to breach sort of stomped on mine a little bit. I was going to say that both number one seeds lose in the first game. That's juicy. That's... I almost went with that, too, before breaches. Can I do that? Yeah, of course. That's fine. I'm going to say both number one seeds, the Ravens and the 49ers, lose in their first game. The Ravens. So they lose either to the Bills, the Texans, or the Titans. Yes. I think it'll be the Bills. Okay. And then the 49ers. I think the Bills are going to win and go play the Ravens. Um, So the 49ers lose to either the Vikings, the Seahawks, or the Eagles. The 49ers are going to lose to the Seahawks. I I actually think that's going to happen. 
And the Seahawks will beat the Eagles and then go and beat the 49ers. Okay. Now that you say it like that, it doesn't seem quite so bold. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I'll give you, I'll give you B plus for that one. Okay. Um, the other one I was like, I was like, I mean, Chief Saints, there's not, nothing bold there because they're two and three. So I was going to say like 90 points are scored in the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Saints. That's bold. That's really bold. I can't, I don't know if I can give it a high grade because I just don't see it. I think both 80? the defenses are a little bit too good. To... What about 80? What was the over under? What was the point total for the, the Pats Falcons? 30, 50. What? Did the, the Falcons didn't score again, right? To 31. They finished with 28 points. Uh, <laughs> so that was 65 or something? The uh, highest in Super Bowl history, 75. Yeah. And you said 90? I was gonna say I was trying to decide eighty or ninety. I was I was so I was I was looking for a second bowl prediction after the number one seed thing fell through. Go eighty. Because John just said, "What's the all time high?" Seventy five. The um, hold on. No, eighty's good. Yeah, eighty's good. Uh-huh. And you could see it happening. Ninety. So the eighty's tough. Well, what was the score? Saints Colts yeah. was in Miami. It, that was the rain game, I believe. No, no, sorry. That, no, was, that was Bears. That was right. in Tampa. Bears, Colts, 31 17 Saints Colts. I mean, like 47 points. I know. It's, I mean, it's, it's insane that. You said double that with 90. Right. 90's not happening. <laughs> I, I, so th- that would have to be 60 to 34. <laughs> 60 to 30. I mean, 48 45. No, you can get to 90 a lot of ways, but the point is 90 is a lot of points. 86 to 4. <laughs> 90 has only happened in the playoffs twice remember in NFL predicted, history. Remember when I predicted the um, the Panthers would beat the Broncos by 50 points? Was... <laughs> yes. You know you know what my take on that prediction was? <laughs> oh! That's sad. I actually, I actually don't even right. think I liked the prediction at the time. I was like, maybe I should really bet on the Broncos here. I will say this. 90-point total? That is much more likely to happen than Garrett Bradbury winning the Offensive Rookie Player of the Year. All right, well, let's talk about some of our preseason predictions. You butthole. Um, Breach and – well, Breach has the Vikings reaching the Super Bowl, currently 18-1 to to win the AF – or the NFC, excuse me. They were 9-1 to to win the NFC in the preseason. Here's what Breach wrote. From top to bottom, the Vikings seem like the most talented team in the NFC. Of course, being the most talented—I don't know why I shifted actually—being the most talented <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Minnesota is going to need Kirk Cousins to actually win some big games and to win actually win some games that are played in prime time. Although Cousins has struggled in these situations, the addition of Gary Kubiak to the offensive staff could be the steadying hand he needs. Where do Pretty we good. fall? What? Pretty good. Yeah. Sure. I had picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. I'm. I'm. Uh... This is about breach. But go ahead. Not going to disagree with Breach's like statement. I wish I had Breach's prediction actually, because I currently think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and I don't think there's an. I don't think the Vikings are going to make the Super Bowl, but I don't hate him at eighteen to one to get to get to the to get there. That's not I mean, a terrible if, bet. If they had won the NFC North, we'd be talking about this a whole lot differently. Because I, then I think we could talk ourselves into this happening. I think they can, they can beat the Saints this weekend. I don't think that I don't think they will. I I think they'll cover. Plus seven and a half, but like if they played the Saints ten times, how many times did they win in, in New Orleans? Four. One and a half. Four? In Four. New Orleans? Yeah. I think one and a half two. is more close. Two. Yeah. yeah. Not four. Three? And a half. 
<laughs> Sean said the Chiefs. We, sh- we shamed him. <laughs> Wait, let me just say real quick, since that was my prediction, uh, and Brenton, I do love. I want Brenton to be all about the prediction because he has the Vikings in the Super Bowl. But I do think if they beat the Saints, they have a very plausible path because I think they match up well with the 49ers. And then you get whoever you get in the NFC title game. But if you've already beaten the Saints and the 49ers, you got the hard part out of the way. So I, it, if they can somehow win this game on Sunday, and I don't think any of us think that's going to happen. But if they can, then I think this prediction has a possible chance of coming true. I would say that – if you're, in fact, don't bet on the Vikings at eighteen to one to make it. Let me look at the math here. So the Vikings are plus three to one. If the Vikings beat the Saints, they would probably play the Forty ers right? And they would be like a five and a half point. Four they would hundred percent play the Forty ers Okay, so they'd be like a four and a half point dog to the Forty ers right? Maybe more. Yeah. Four? If they're eight, if they're eight to the Saints. Five and a half, six. And okay. Plus, it will be the short week game, so Sunday to Saturday, and flying so, so across like the country. they're a seven-point dog. Let's say they're right, a Michigan to Alabama. I'm trying to create a parlay that would – and then if they beat the 49ers, the next week they would be either in Green Bay or, or – or no, they'd be in Green Bay, Seattle, or Philly. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Green Bay just for the sake of – what are they in Green Bay? What are they, a, a five-point dog? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Right, so I'm, I'm, uh, maybe not even that. They, that could be like a one- or two-point game because they were favored in the game in Minnesota. Well, it probably depends on whatever Green Bay does the week before as well. But, uh, I, yeah, I think it would be the smallest point, point all, spread. All I'm say, here's what I'm saying. If they are a uh, – they're the dog they are now that we know, plus then a seven-point dog and then a five-point dog, that's about 20 to one. So you could just bet on them on each, like bet them on the money line on the Saints instead of betting on them. You know what I'm saying? Like don't bet on them on the 18 to one. Just bet them on the money line to beat the Saints. And if you win that, take your initial thing and put it back into the next money line, and you'd you'd end up being better. Or do it progressive parlay or whatever. Like just don't. You, you don't need to bet on that. Is what I'm saying. It's not great value. Okay. Um, Chiefs reach the Super Bowl. Sean, two to one to make the Super Bowl now, plus two fifty to win the AFC in the preseason. Who needs a defense when you have Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> hate these imitations. The Chiefs were a coin toss away from reaching last year's Super Bowl, even without a halfway decent defense. This year, they get over the hump, not because of a defensive improvement, because that's how good Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs' offense are. You're the uh, guy who who reads the uh, like inner world. You should do the movie previews. <laughs> you make so, exciting. That's what I'm hoping that some producer hears this podcast one day. So the funny thing about that prediction is it's like it's terrible. It's wrong but because yeah. the Chiefs' defense actually had a big improvement. Uh, actually, kind of funny. Uh, they are up to, oh no, they dropped out. Bummer. They were up to 10th in DVOA after like flirting with 10th for most of the season. They did drop after this most recent week to 14. But I do have a fun fact about the, about the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs are actually allowing fewer points per game this year than the San Francisco 49ers, which seems really hard to believe, but it is true. It is a fun fact. Um, okay. I guess we get to, uh, mine. Nope, yours isn't on the budget. Keep going. Oh, Kyler Murray wins. By the way, we don't have any from Ryan. Ryan I didn't, didn't fill these out. You didn't participate in the exercise. Sean didn't send me any, but I did have one that I did some personally, and um, one that I wrote down to check my notes. I predicted that Philip Rivers would throw 20 interceptions this year. Nailed it right on the spot. <laughs> interceptions. 
right. Are you? Did you actually predict that, or did you just write it down just now? Okay. <laughs> um, Kyler Murray wins Offensive Rookie of the Year from Sean. I actually had that too, and the other ones we did. But so go ahead. Uh, I mean, I think it's a it's a good prediction. It's not a it's not bold. Well, <laughs> to be clear, though, the prompt wasn't 100 bold predictions. We were literally just making 100 predictions. So. Right. It's, it's a good prediction. You didn't read it in your movie voice. Uh, in Cliff Kingsbury's pass-happy offense, <laughs> Kyler Murray is the rookie quarterback, best position to post gaudy numbers, while other quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins probably won't start until later in the season. This is Brinson's best quality, by the way. This may, He's so much more likable when he His reads. His best talent. When yeah. he's being a dramatic reading guru. Yeah, I love it. Also, I don't think Gardner Minshew would vote for Kyler Murray. Gardner Minshew played like doo-doo down the stretch, though. Yeah, but he was talking some smack. What did he say? Said he had a better end of the season. He had a better rookie season than Kyler. Yeah, all right, dude. You wear Jordan and have a mustache, but okay. Sean, in his ultimate troll move, I think Kyler will win it, by the way. Sean, his ultimate troll move, Josh Allen wins defensive rookie of the year. That I mean, it's not going to happen, but that that was actually like he had a good enough year yeah. if he played for a better I, I, team. I bet Both his pro. I, I had him at like sixteen to one. So I mean, I agreed with you. Who? Um, yeah, ten and a half sacks. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, if the Jaguars are decent, he would get it. And yeah. he wasn't. I don't. You got to look at his snap counts, but he wasn't on the field nearly as much. I would assume as Nick Bosa. I think Prisco. Yeah, Nick Bosa is walking away with it. Yeah, of, of course. But uh, Josh Allen played well enough to to win it. There'll be like one Josh Allen, but it'll be pretty brisk. Allen has the luxury of joining an already great defense, and he has the potential to rack up north of 10 sacks. Ooh, very nice. Boom. Okay, so those are ones that were pretty good, or TBD. Here's um, Wait, wait. You didn't have any that were pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> or TBD, just me and Breach? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you recall, I, st- I just refused to keep participating in the exercise. You did it at the end. He he only sent in bad predictions, is what he's saying. Oh, no, you, you were like, "Hey, I need I need twelve predictions from you." Here's a list. False. We all made ten. Okay, if I, you're like, hey, I need seven. I, I made two or three at first, and you're like, "I need seven more from you." And I was like, "Here, how about this?" And you're like, "Somebody already did that." And I was like, "How about this?" And they're well, here's the problem, Britson. You could have done them when if you did them when everyone else did them, you wouldn't have had the last. I was pick work, I was doing work the whole time. We, you, what do you think we were doing? We we're all in the office together, sitting in the office, cackling and like being hungover and taking naps. And breach. I was out there grinding, doing HQ hits, working my ass off, getting choked out by wrestlers. Yes. Oh, crap. All right. Uh, way <laughs> off. Oof. Not fun. Joe Flacco leads the Broncos to the playoffs. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that read, better? Read, read, read. Well, I, wonder, I want him to read it. Nah, it's too long. It's like a full paragraph. Now. Well, I will do it in your voice. Come on. Uh, I don't feel like dealing with it. The, Everyone uh, is counting Denver out, and that's dangerous for a team that is capable of producing the best defense in football in 2019. Oh. Sounds like a guy doing a um, – that's good. Like wrestling or like a or like a monster rally, like <laughs> the best <laughs> defense in 2019. Uh, I would read the first sentence because Brenton's right; it is long, and now my voice hurts. Um, yeah, look, you know what? I hey, this is the most important sentence. It's the offense that must do its part, and Flacco has morphed into an underrated weapon. <laughs> Yikes! That I hate, you hate to see it. I hate to see it. So yeah, uh, well, look, here's the thing. Um, I don't mind defending, I don't mind defending myself on this one because the Broncos won seven games. 
at the ended up winning seven games. With who playing quarterback? <laughs> Drew, Drew Lock. And look, this is a lesson you learn from these predictions. You, I shouldn't have said Joe Flacco leads him. I should have said Broncos find their way to the playoffs. Now it's still wrong, but they lost a bunch of games by one score early on. The Bears game, the Jaguars game. They could, this team could have easily been nine and seven. Yeah. They lost, they lost Bradley Chubb early in the year to an ACL. Um, they traded Emmanuel Sanders. The offensive line did improve. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman were pretty good. And we talked about, yeah, two two of their losses were to teams who have field goal kickers who never make kicks. Right. Pinheiro and the Bears hit a game winner from like 52. Vinatieri hit a game winner for the Colts. And any other game, those two miss and those are wins for the Broncos. Like I, it sounds weird to say it, but that could have been a 10 win team. I mean, the the problem is you said Flacco has morphed into an underrated weapon and that's hard to walk back. Well, I think. Slacker might still be underrated. Oh, here we go. Stop it. And, and, and the Broncos blew a 20 to nothing lead against the Vikings. That's right. At, oh my God. In Minnesota. I mean, this team could have won 12 or 14 games. 14. Slacker went two and six and started. They took off and Drew Locke came in. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to say it was a good pick. I do think I was. I think my process was kind of right about the Broncos. I would, you, you talked me into it, so I can't completely try to do it. I was going to say, and we had a different prediction in the article made by Patrick Walker that Joe Flacco throws for at least 4,000 yards. So Princeton wasn't the only one on the Flacco train. They, the Broncos were the second best team in the division by far, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think we agree the Raiders got very lucky in the middle of the season there. Right. And Denver could have easily, if things had broken their way, they could be the sixth seed instead of Tennessee. And like that, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like asking for like, be like demanding kudos for this prediction in particular, but I'd be like, look, I called the Broncos in the playoffs. What do you want from me? There was a fight. You would be demanding kudos. You're right. I would be. All right. Uh, moving on to a worse prediction. Sean, <laughs> 40, 49ers finished below 500. <laughs> a tough one. Yeah, I hate to see it. Yeah, Hyped as a playoff team a year ago, the 49ers are undoubtedly eyeing a playoff spot with Jimmy Garoppolo fully healthy. But this is also a team with an awful secondary, and there are still question marks pertaining to Garoppolo. Four total games against the Rams and Seahawks also want help matters as the 49ers fail to live up to expectations. I mean, this was no secret. We talked. I talked about this on the podcast a lot. I was actually, I was, I stamped, I think the Garoppolo question mark part was fine. I think we had, I mean, we had those question marks about him until November. Uh, it's the secondary part I got completely wrong. And, but I was saying this throughout the podcast the entire summer. I did not believe, I believed in the defensive front. I thought Sherman was good, but old, and I was worried he wasn't going to hold up. And I thought their safeties weren't good. Uh, clearly I was very, very, very wrong about that. Um, you kind of talked me into it before the year, so I'm not going to beat on you too much for it. <laughs> Um, that is, so I was talking about this, uh, was I talking about this on here? Who was I talking about this with? Well, we don't know. We need some more clues. <laughs> ah, I don't know. It's just, I'm just talking too much at this point. Um, my regret, yep. yeah, nobody disagrees. My regret is that one of my, one of my big regrets about this year is that I wasn't, I think that the four, I think the 49ers represent an opportunity to buy on a post hype team. Like last year was their hype year. And then like, we trust Kyle Shanahan. They had the pieces in place. Like it just needed to click. Um, and then the other thing that I, I, I regret, I was high on Lamar Jackson. Like 
like so last year I was really high on Patrick. I was really high on Patrick Mahomes in terms of fantasy. I drafted him a bunch of fantasy leagues. Probably had him in seventy five percent of my fantasy leagues. I won a bunch of fantasy leagues. This year I was really high on Lamar Jackson, and I drafted him in like ten percent. And I would have won a bunch of my fantasy leagues if I'd been you know smart enough to draft him. Um, so my point being is that in the other ninety percent of your leagues you took Joe Flacco. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> like, I, like I got Aaron Rodgers in like the sixth round. I was like, I don't need to worry about Lamar Jackson. I got you Rodgers. took Aaron Rodgers in the second round of our CBS six, league. Six. Well, there was a 2016 league. I so, know, just but still. and I, I regret it. I lost. Um, the the point, the point being is that like, I think that the the 49ers and the 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 Ravens are both good examples of like, okay, so let's step back. What did I miss? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but with the 49ers, it is crazy to think how much it flipped. I mean, do you remember in the preseason when Garoppolo had those, like, terrible games? And, like, there were, like, legitimate concerns heading into the season with them that I don't think was just us that a lot of people had. And a lot of people were criticizing John Lynch for some of the picks that he made. And obviously, again, we were way off base, but. Yeah. They've been a little lucky, too. Um, Raiders. Breach said the Raiders end up with a top two pick in the NFL draft. They almost got there courtesy of the Bears. Hey! Um, just kidding. Um, and the I Bears said, have a better record than the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah, they did finish with a better record. By the way, I gotta find, uh, the, the Raiders fan who said he's gonna, he said the Raiders, he would eat the tweet if, um, the, if the Vikings had more wins than the Raiders. I was like, sure. Yes. Dude. <laughs> Mercy. He said the Raiders will have more wins than the Vikings. You're a clown. I was like, I will print out this tweet and eat it on video if, if they do. I was like, will you do the same? He was like, yeah, let's do it. It's like, all right, moron. Um, the Raiders ended up with the 12th and the 19th pick. Yes. I said they would start the season 0 and 7. They started 3 and 4. That was wrong. In fact, they beat the Broncos in week one. Darnell was- Carr dunked all over you. Isn't that Derek Carr's brother, Darnell? Yeah. What I'm dunked all over me. Um, a lot of brothers. Do you, do you want to defend it, Breach? I don't look. The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders were. We've already mentioned how many times they got lucky. Raiders fans hate us for saying how lucky they got. They beat the Bears by well, three points. John they beat Gruden, the, John they Gruden did an awesome job coaching the offense. He did an awesome job coaching the offense. He got a lot out of this offense. Josh Jacobs was killer. The offensive line was way better than I thought it would be with Tom Cable coaching it up. Um, you know, Tyrell Williams is a huge factor. Darren Waller was a monster. Derek Carr had a, a really good Hunter Renfro. year. Hunter Renfro, my my long lost Brussels sprout eating <laughs> white boy cousin. All seven of their wins were by one score. Hmm. That's it. And you know what? They got the twelfth pick. That's close to two. And maybe they'll keep Derek Carr next year. Who knows? Maybe unless Antonio Brown buys his house oh, in Vegas. You hate to see this one. Josh Allen. Oh, fails. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend this one. Fails to make the leap. What did I write though? I think that's what it comes. With the to. Bills having upgraded around their second year quarterback, there's been plenty of talk of Allen's impending improvement after a rookie year that saw him become more effective as a runner than a passer. I don't think that improvement will come in 2019. Allen's accuracy remains a huge concern that should prevent him from making the leap. A year after throwing more interceptions and touchdowns and posting a passer rating of 67.9, Allen struggles mightily as a passer once again, leading some to question his long-term outlook with the Bills. Yeah, okay, that, that was wrong. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the headline was wrong, like because I, I don't think he morphed into a star, which was what I was implying. But everything I wrote and that was wrong because his completion percentage improved by six. 
Uh, touchdown percentage up by 1.2%. Yards per attempt up by 1.3 yards. Interception the, down 1.8. So, yes, he clearly improved. The thing with Josh Allen is he has a real chance to make a lot of people look really stupid. Like, he has the upside there if he can harness Let me yeah. say this. Look, I actually like Josh Allen. I think he's a good fit in Buffalo, both on the team and in, in the for the city. But uh, as a rookie, he ranked 33rd in value per play, according to Football Outsiders. Next to last, only ahead of Josh Rosen, just behind Blake Bortles. And that was 2018-2019, uh, year two. This regular season just concluded. He ranked 27th in total value per play. So he wasn't that much better. He was sandwiched between... John's guy, Andy Dalton. And yeah. Sean's guy, Mitch Trubisky. Ooh. Mitch Trubisky just finished ahead of Jeff Flacco, by the way. Brinson's guy. So it wasn't like he was leaps and bounds better, but I think we can all agree he improved and the offense improved. He threw fewer interceptions. He made fewer, uh, poor decisions and, um, it sort of, it was reflected on the field. That said, he wasn't suddenly a, a top 15 talent. Having said that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing a good job building around him. They have made the playoffs two out of three years with Sean McDermott. That I feel like Buff. I mean, this is weird, but like Buffalo is suddenly one of the most stable organizations in terms of like building a big floor and still having some room, a lot of room to grow. Like if, I mean, where would you, where would you put the bills if you were like, if you were, if you could take a, like you could, you're a, you're a fan, but you're an unaffiliated fan and you can attach yourself to one team starting right now, like me with Chelsea. By the way, how about that Chelsea-Arsenal match, huh? You hate to see it. Yeah, that was not great for Sean, that's for sure. I actually, I mean, we don't want, we don't need to get it. Yeah, we don't need to get it. But but I'm, I'm really pleased. happy about so, the new coach. Who would you, you're an unaffiliated fan. You have no, like, preconceived notions about what team you want to root for. You can pick, you move over here from London. You've never rooted for an NFL team before. You get to pick one NFL team. Who are you rooting for? Like, I, I mean, I, you're not picking the Bengals. I'm not me saying this to be <laughs> You wouldn't be like, oh, I definitely need to get on the Bengals. Can we, can we say that word, too? Blurp. <laughs> I almost called you an MFer on yesterday's podcast. Me? Like, yeah. I was getting mad about you knocking my Chiefs Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Um, so who would, uh, Stop myself. Sean, the Bills are a steady franchise, yeah. Like, who would you jump on board with? Like, you would, I don't, like, you'd be a moron if you jumped on board with the Patriots. You know what I mean? You would pick well, the Chiefs or Ravens, I think, most likely. Okay. I'd pick I, the Chiefs. But yeah, that's, how did I think you, pick, you could do Ravens. How did you pick Chelsea? I no, I think you would come in, you'd pick the Cowboys because it's America's team. That's what you know, and you pray they they keep Jason Garrett because you don't know anything about football, as <laughs> Brinson said. And Garrett kind of looks like he's from that area, that that European, fair skin, red hair. That's not. That's just that's you know up in Great Britain. I, I think you would pick the Chiefs from Raven, Chiefs or Ravens, but I think the, I don't think the Bills are that far behind. I think they are. What? The Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. You're not picking the Raiders. You're jumping on the Raiders, man. Well, I think maybe the question is like purely on aesthetics. You're like, oh, look at the silver and black. You're in Vegas, babe. We're living in Vegas. Yeah, if you're coming babe, from London, that's Vegas. that's how that's how you're picking it. Maybe the question isn't what what team would you pick if you weren't if you're <laughs> football. The team. Maybe the question is, what's one of the most stable franchises in the NFL? And I think the Bills are surprisingly top five. Most stable franchises in the NFL, the Bills, Bills. And they're not even top ten. Oh, thank you. They're hundred percent top ten. You no. Bengals loving over. We're talking about you think like who's if you're picking teams like X number of playoff appearances over the next five to ten years. Like I think the Bills are up there. 
I'm not saying the last 50 years in terms of stability. The last You're talking about two moving or three forward. years. Yeah. Starting two or three years ago, who are 10 teams that are more stable than the Bills right now? The I Ravens, top five the Steelers, the, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Eagles, the, the Packers, Seahawks. the Seahawks. The Packers fired their coach last year. Yeah. And they're in the playoffs with the number one seed right they now. They didn't miss a beat. But they're part not, of, part of organization. Part of organizational structure is being able to compete when you go through rough patches like that. They literally fire their coach and they're back in the playoffs right now. That's exactly what you want. No, you can get, overcome obstacles and John, it'll be competitive. You, the Bengals fired their coach and won two games. I don't think you're an authority to talk on this. I did not so. list the Bengals though. All right, so look, we're, I'm, we'll agree that the Patriots are ahead of them. Um, obviously, the Steelers. So I'll agree the Jets and Dolphins are below them. I'm fine <laughs> if you want to put the Ravens and Steelers above them. Browns and Bengals obviously below them. Um, Texans don't have a general manager, so don't come at me with that. I, I think you can make an argument for the Texans because they have a 25-year-old star quarterback. They're they don't have a general up. manager. That's right. They have a 25-year-old star quarterback, which I would argue is actually more important than the NFL Maybe because the quarterback can overcome a lot of. Ask, a quarterback ask, can overcome a lot of things. Okay, all right. Put the Texans. Put the Texans in the argument, Ben. I have, I have I, a response to, to Sean though. Ask Baker Mayfield about being a young quarterback, overcoming a bunch of nonsense. I've always thought, even after last year, Deshaun Watson was a lot better than Baker okay, okay. Mayfield. Right, again, put the Texans in the bin on the side to argue with. We've got four teams ahead of them, definitely, right? Uh, I think you could you could put the Colts in the argument bin if you want. The Jaguars I won't accept as an argument. The Chiefs we mentioned are fine. Broncos, nope. Raiders, nope. Chargers, hell no. Eagles you can put the argument bin. Cowboys, no, I will not accept it. Giants, no. Redskins, hell no. Well, I would I would argue again for the Cowboys. I would argue for the Cowboys. Why? If we're talking about a team that's going to be in the playoffs a few times in the next five years, they're about to hire a new coach. Yeah, they're firing a coach because they're making a move to make their team better. They have a good core in place. What? What? You guys would be the worst man ever. You should stay in London. Don't move to America. You don't know who you yourself just said. This is a 13 and 3 team with the 3 and 13 coaching. They are about to get rid of the 3 and 13 coaching. Run by a guy who's been employing the 3 and 13 coaching staff for 10 years. What makes you think he's going to hire a good coach? He fired Jimmy Johnson. He fired. Brees just described the, the 2018 Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. They have a stacked roster. All they need is the coach. Yeah, the difference is the Cowboys have gone to the playoffs three times since They don't have a quarterback under contract. They don't have a they're, they're not letting Dak Prescott go. They have they have things called the franchise tag. Are they you kidding are not, me? You're you're gonna say that they're losing Dak Prescott this year? No. They gave up a first round pick for Amari Cooper less than two years ago, and he's gonna walk and, out the door. And, and three months ago you were calling that a great deal. So which is it? Well, oh, it was boom. a great deal, but now they're letting him walk out the door. That's are they? Problem. Yes, they, they can't are. Sign him. It's not stable. Keep going. Okay, you can put that. Guess you can put the Cowboys. In. I'll put. I'll listen. If you're to putting the, the Eagles in the bin. You're putting the Cowboys in the bin. They just want a Super Bowl, you maniac. <laughs> I mean, and they both went into Week 17 with a shot to win the division. I don't. I think you. The if Eagles you're had the Eagles, one player healthy. The Cowboys had everybody healthy. This and the reason crazy. why they missed the, missed the playoffs, we said this over and over, is because they have bad coaching. They just got rid of the coach. or they're, oh, yeah, they have it, but The Cowboys have missed the playoffs six out of the last nine years. The Cowboys have won the division three times in the last five years, six years. Like, they that's play- stable. That's every other year. How is that not stable? So the Panthers stable? You're looking for a team that is can compete. That's what you wanted. That's that's You didn't say they're winning Super Bowls every year. All right. Again, we're comparing them to the Buffalo Bills as an argument standpoint. I, I don't. Think I would rather not. root for the Dallas. I mean, root for them. Go crazy. 
I don't want to, but I'm just saying. You'd rather, is, so right. you're, you're buying stock. Now you're not rooting. You're buying stock. You'd rather buy stock in the Cowboys, not as it, not as like a, an enterprise and off, you know, off field, but just purely in football results. You'd rather buy in the Cowboys and the Bills? Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, you guys are losers. Keep going with the list. Okay. <laughs> um, Packers and Packers and Vikings, I will accept, although there is buzz Mike Zimmer could be fired this offseason if he oh, loses. Really? Yeah, he's, he's not getting fired. And replaced by Kevin Stefanski. Do you want to put the Bears in the argument bucket? They're yes. about to give Mitchell Trubisky a giant contract, but do you choose? I mean, you? I mean, uh, Ryan just cited the advanced stats about how Josh Allen is one spot ahead of Trubisky, I believe, in. You see him put the Bears in there. In the basket, yes. I, I'm not going to sit here. That's if, fine. If it's you fine. want to take the, the Bills over them, I'm not going to argue. Okay. Bears in the basket. Lions, not in the basket. <laughs> uh, Saints, Saints actually are more stable than the Bills. They would go in there for oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that I can accept the Saints who have a 40 year old quarterback who's not going to be playing football in the next have, two years. They, Teddy Bridgewater. they won. He just went like five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. And we, uh, somebody talked about Nick Foles not starting the whole season. We haven't seen <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater start a full season. We don't know if he can Sean, do that over a full season. Sean, he didn't expect you to disagree with him. He's like, yeah, wait, wait, what? <laughs> we don't know that Teddy Bridgewater can sustain that kind of accuracy and that kind of play over the whole season. We're on the side where we're trying to argue four teams ahead of the Bills. Uh, the Buccaneers, we will not accept. No. Okay. Not James um, I don't think you accept the Falcons either. No, they've been, they almost fired Dan Quinn. Yeah, aging quarterback too. Yeah, I mean, my, my whole thing is like, if you've, if you're about to fire or just recently fired your head coach and you're not in the stable organization, Panthers, no. 49ers, an interesting one for the discussion bit. Yeah. No, I think they, they have a good case. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks are more stable than the Bills. Rams. That would be an interesting one for the discussion bit. They have no draft picks. They have no salary cap space. And they have no quarterback. Otherwise, that's they, like one of the only teams that we're throwing into the bin that maybe I would consider take. Actually, I agree, taking the Bills over them okay. because and as, the uh, Cardinals not in the bin. Not yet, no. All right, so here's what we do: we take that bin and we save it for an all-season podcast. Wait, how many bins? How many bins? So we got teams? the 49ers. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we don't need to do it. We don't need to do it. It's a big I bin. would wager there were like 12 teams though in there. But I, I feel like the Bills are going to be one of the top 10, 12. Yeah. 13 that we put potentially above the bills. Yeah. Who, and so no, not top five, which was the original premise. That's fine. You guys are wrong by a lot of those teams. So we'll sort it out later uh, in the off season. Suckers. All right. What's Ooh, next? We had a podcast within a podcast. Podcastception. By the way, All right, Brees, how about your bold prediction? You said on, Odell wait, Beckham what? would lead the league in receiving yards and Josh Gordon would lead the Patriots in receiving yards. Um, I will defend my Josh Gordon one because it said the first sentence says if Gordon could stay out of trouble, and that's a big if, he could have a bonkers year. Obviously, uh, he did not stay out of trouble. He did not have a bonkers year, and he did not lead the Patriots in receiving yards. The Odell one, man, again, let me read the first. Oh, no, there's no. no. <laughs> I just blew it. I thought he would do better with. Baker Mayfield, I'm not going to defend myself. Bad prediction. I'm going to eat that one. I'm going to print it out and eat it like that guy's tweet. No more defending. Well, Josh Gordon almost caught Julian Edelman. 287 yards for Gordon. Um, Jaguars defense finishes top three, Breach. Ooh, this is a rough stretch for you. Oof. After Andrew, <laughs> after Andrew Luck retired, I thought the AFC South would be up for grabs. Uh, clearly, right it about that. and you know, I thought the addition of Josh Allen, 
that he would amp up that defense, and he did because he had 10 half sacks, but clearly that didn't translate to anyone else on the team because I feel like they all gave up on Doug Marone, which is one reason why they should maybe fire him. The Jaguars did finish top three in terms of trading former first-round cornerbacks, though, so they've (laughs) got that for them. Uh, Aaron Oh, good. These are Sean's. Um, I thought one was mine on Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith named first team all pro. <laughs> you like this one though. I, I see. Remember, I think we talked about it on one of the podcasts. Well, I've had him, uh, I've talked my buddy Garrett into betting 25 bucks on him to win defensive player of the year. Uh, and then Tariq Cohen outproduces David Montgomery. Yeah. So you kind of, you know how you were talking about how your Broncos prediction, like you thought, you thought like the process behind it was good, but like you messed up by framing it around Joe Flacco. My big thing this entire off season was I didn't think David Montgomery was actually going to be that good in real life purposes um and i don't think he was that good and a lot of it wasn't his fault a lot of it was the bears offensive line but what i didn't realize is tree cohen's production would also completely disappear uh, and the roquan smith, so i got that one way way wrong uh the roquan smith thing was interesting because he actually started off the year really well he had 13 tackles in week two against the broncos he looked really good against the packers in prime time in week one and then kind of what derailed the season was he had this mysterious absence that's actually never been reported on what happened where he missed a couple weeks and they were calling it a personal issue. And he also just did not look the same after he came back. Um, Nobody ever said what happened. No. And it's really puzzling what it was. And he did not look like himself after that. It had to be something pretty serious. If he missed multiple games, like I I, I don't don't want to speculate. I'm like, no one dug into it. You know what I mean? Like that's one where you almost feel like Matt Nagy kind of pulled reporters aside and was like, Hey, listen, this is, a personal matter, you know, and like, you're right. He didn't look the same. Like he came back and they didn't, he didn't have the same juice and they lost uh key mix at the same time. So we'll, we'll give you, um, Debo helpfully plot together two NC state predictions for me. Jacoby Brissett makes the pro bowl. That didn't happen. He could still be an alternate though. Can't rule it out. <laughs> I mean, Trubisky went to the pro bowl last year. So maybe, yeah. maybe Brinson shouldn't make any quarterback predictions next year. I'm going to take a, I'm going to, not gonna take a pass, but like the MCL injury that it, he was having a good season. He was, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna make the pro ball, but he was like trending towards a, a really good season. Uh, and then I said Jalen Samuels would score six plus touchdowns. That stinks because like it was there. He scored two. Like he should have scored six from yeah. all the he, playing he, time he got. He got hurt. He had a knee injury and then. Yeah, that's right. He missed time. Doug Hodges happened. So uh, he was the only way he was scoring six touchdowns if he threw the touchdowns to himself. If Ben, had, if Ben had played the whole year and Connor had gotten hurt like he did, I think Jalen would have actually gotten there. So, yeah, easily. I mean, this team was the only team that didn't score thirty points this year. This offense was straight up dogs. Score thirty points at all? They were the only team because the Jaguars scored thirty points in the season finale against when the Colts. Did the Bears score thirty points? That's a great question. It's the Saints, I think, right in garbage time. Really? Sweet mercy of thirty-one against the Redskins. They won that game. Ah, yeah. And they all and like, thirty one right. against the Cowboys that they won. Here's a bunch of playoff predictions we had. Steelers win the AFC North from Sean. Um I tried to get that one in, so I'm gonna take the L on that one too. Uh look, Corey, I feel okay. I feel okay about They almost they almost made the playoffs as a six seed. Without the, Ben Roethlisberger. So if they had bet Big Ben, they could have. Without they, everybody on the freaking team. They would have been competitive with the Ravens with Ben, I think. They almost beat the Ravens with Mason Rudolph in week four, whenever that was. If Ryan thinks it's true, then I'll ride with it. Browns make the playoffs. Breach. Ooh, that's easy. And this is the thing that sucks about this list. I wanted to write the Browns won't make the playoffs, but I was told I couldn't do it because Breach said he, they will. Because we, we couldn't have any overlapping. I'll read my first sentence again. 
Cleveland has one of the most talented teams in the NFL this year. As long as Freddie Kitchens continues his path towards coaching stardom, I expect this team to live up to expectations. I'm also predicting this because I feel sorry for Browns fans, and that's because it's been nearly 20 years since they last saw their team make the playoffs. Thank goodness Captain Kitchens has a Okay. Problem. All right. <laughs> All right, do the next one. That's that's over. Right, the fake on. news version. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it. No, that wasn't it. You know you're good at lying when you can make something up on the on the fly for 15 minutes. <laughs> that was great. Cleveland has one of the most talented teams in the NFL this year, and as long as Freddie Kitchens doesn't crash the Browns hype train, I expect this team to live up to expectations. Freddie Kitchens crashed the Browns hype train. I blame this on Freddie Kitchens. I wasn't sold on him. I wrote it in my prediction I wasn't sold on him. I just thought they had so much talent they could overcome his not being a good coach, but they did not. And now he is fired without a job, and then they will make the playoffs next year. By so the I'll way, your bold predictions that. aren't bold when every the paragraph, the first sentence always These were bold predictions. Sean already explained that. These were just yeah, were, 100 predictions. It was a bland prediction. Yeah, bland prediction. It's a bland prediction with a caveat. Get out of town. Well, let's, and Breach had another one with a caveat earlier. That's my point. Every Every – the Josh Gordon stays out of trouble. Well, then don't make the prediction if you think Josh Gordon. Well, might then I basically predicted he'd get in trouble, and he did. So no, that makes it a better. John, John's, John's, John's line is like the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl unless one of the other thirty-one teams <laughs> to climb the mountain. Andy Dalton is destined for the Hall of Fame unless he is truly truthful. <laughs> yeah. uh, injury impact guys. David Johnson catches a hundred passers from Sean. Man. Yeah. So he had he was never on pace to do it, but. <laughs> he finished like well, he finished like with like what thirty six catches or something. And he benched for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he had twenty one catches in the first four games, thirty catches in the first six games. He had six the rest of the season. So there was a point where he was going to finish with a respectable number. Um, then he got hurt, and then they traded for Kenyon Drake, and then I don't even know why they never used him again. He wasn't very good. You did say in your first sentence, however, if David Johnson doesn't catch a hundred passes, he will not catch a hundred passes. So exactly. So I bailed myself out there. In true, true Breachian fashion. I had Ben Roethlisberger, Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> who, who keeps texting? Can you guys hear that? I can. Oh, hear is that my? Oh, that's my. Sorry. Of course it is. I wish you'd said something. I had the volume on. My bad. Were you getting dings, too, or just the? Just the whoop. 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 It's like a breach yawn. Who keeps phone farting? Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap up the rest of these predictions. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own 
Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Kind of close. I love how Debo, Debo's so good at his job. Separates these into categories, makes it easy for me. Breach. Andy Dalton hits a career, <laughs> getting kind of close to this. Andy Dalton hits a career high passing total in Zach Taylor's offense. Not only will Dalton have plenty of weapons around him, but for the first time in his career, he's an offensive minded coach. The other thing about Dalton is that he should be highly motivated this year. And that's because 2019 is basically a make or break season. Make, and he's another millionaire once again in the free agent market. Break, and he leaves the Bengals a broken man, shattered by the dreams of falling short of Peyton Manning's all-time record. I don't know. But that was all made up. I think Devo listed it as close because Andy Dalton did have a career high in his yards per game. It's not his fault. The Bengals have no idea what they're doing, and they benched him in the middle of the season. If he had played those three games, he got benched. He probably sets his career high because he set his career high in yards per game. Thanks, Debo, for putting in this the kind of close section. I'm picking the Eagles to win for the next three weeks for this one. Just while we're on the topic, 1,983 yards short of tying Peyton Manning. But he got benched for four games. All he had to do was average 400-plus yard games, Sean. (laughs) Fair point. It's actually kind of amazing he was within 2,000 passing yards of Peyton Manning's record. But he was benched halfway through. Are we including the pick six yardage against the Patriots in that game? Cause that um, might be- <laughs> Zeke Elliott leads the league in rushing yards per game. I didn't want to say rushing yards. I was already missed week one. I looked wrong. Uh, he was fifth, 84.8. Uh, what was the average of Derrick Henry? Oh, God. I mean, Henry went nuts. Over 100. Uh, I, I thought you had it open. No, no I don't sorry. Know. Over 100. Uh, Dalvin Cook leads the league in rushing. He finished 10th. Seventh in yards per game. It's fine. I, I I don't have a problem with it. I process was right. He just got hurt. Wait, wait, wait. read the uh, read the blurb. A zone blocking scheme. <laughs> I'm not scared. Yes, yes, I know what it is without looking at it. I'm so excited. Uh, All right, along with the addition of Garrett Bradbury. Uh, Garrett Bradbury is good in the run, uh, run blocking. I think just not pass blocking. You think? Vikings will win the NFC North. Eh, they're alive. Yeah. Matt Lafleur wins Coach of the Year. Breach. Not going to happen, but I don't. I don't mind it. Thirteen and three. He, in any other year, he would be a hot candidate for it. Who do you think is going to win Coach of the Year? I think John, John Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. You don't think Lafleur has a chance coming in, filling in for yes. a fired coach, and, and going thirteen and three? When do they announce this? Is this the night before the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's night yeah. before the Super Bowl. He can win it if they get to there. It's or the votes are in after the regular season. Oh, okay. If, yeah, votes. If he gets that over John Harbaugh, there will be riots. Who's rioting over that? No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Okay, no one cares. John Harbaugh's rioting. No one else. Uh, I don't even think. And I will say, since LaFleur is my twin, I was obligated to make this prediction. So, there you go. Matt Four, coach of the year. Oh, you actually took a stance on the first sentence. The Packers' decision to fire Mike McCarthy is going to look like the smartest move in the history of football after the 2019 unless, unless it doesn't. Unless, oh yeah, comma, unless it doesn't. Unless it doesn't. 
No. Uh, Colts finished 500 or better. Sort of five and two. So that is a bland prediction. No, no, that was all about Andrew Luck retired. They're they're over oh, yeah. under in Vegas. Went down Andrew to Luck's six. shocking retirement announcement. <laughs> You're right, Joe. That was a good one. That's fine, but it didn't work. Oh man. Oh, Devo. Look at Devo. Oh, and real quick. Why did I should Okay, go ahead. On my coach of the year prediction, I would just like everyone to know that Sean's coach of the year prediction was Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, That's we already. No, I gave him an A. I was high on this, this Browns team because I, my logic was if they make the playoffs. That's worse than Gary Bradbury, but <laughs> five no, months. no, because hear me out and hear me out. And Breach can actually back me up on part of this. If you rank, I thought, rank I, coach hang of the on, year from one on. to thirty-two, Freddie Kitchens is clear. No, listen to my well, listen to my logic though. Coach if the of Browns, the year, he's ripping on us for anything. No, wait, wait. If if the Browns had made the playoffs, which Breach predicted would happen. I was and like, you just tried to make fun of me for, even though your coach of the year candidate was uh, the leader of the team. I was making fun of your caveats, but <laughs> if the Browns had made the playoffs, it doesn't matter who's coaching the Browns; they're winning coach of the year because if the Browns haven't made the playoffs since 2002. They won six games. I'm aware it was a bad prediction, but it's not like I thought Freddie Kitchens was going to catch coach them to the playoffs. I just Freddie thought the Browns Kitchens made the played, playoffs. If Freddie Kitchens played center for the Vikings, he'd be the third string backup behind Gary Bradbury. Oh. <laughs> Sean, if it makes you feel any better, your prediction wasn't even the first coach fired in 2019 because Dubin predicted Ron Rivera. Coach of the year? Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Um, Tyler Lockett is top five in receiving yards by me. I finished 22nd. Only 155 receiving yards off the guy who actually did finish number five. Unbelievable. I'm Devontae Barker. That should have been your prediction. Tyler Lockett's been on my fantasy team the last two years. He got hurt, obviously. That was a big part of it. And freaking Brian Schottenheimer runs the ball 55 times a game. That didn't help either. Tyler Lockett was, Lockett was top five, uh, 10, 10 weeks in or something, roughly. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that prediction. I think it was a pretty good one, actually. Um, Taysom Hill produces 10 total touchdowns. That's Me. actually pretty good. He got seven. Ah, oh, I gotta be less bold. Yeah, he should have went eight. Yep. Um, all right. Spot on predictions. Breach. Jay Gruden. Come on, this is a layup. Jay Gruden is the first coach fired. Unless Gruden wins games out of the gate, he will be the first coach fired. I will say, like, <laughs> the, the predictions he's good on, he actually is assertive in the, in the opening sentence. It's not Gruden's fault that the team has turned into a train wreck, but he's going to be the one who pays for it. Exactly. There's a, I, you, uh, you had a misspelled word in the second sentence, but uh, whatever, that happens. It's hard to see Washington whining game. <laughs> Breach fixed it. Whining <laughs> very many games. Uh, Lions finished with six or fewer wins. Well, this is a short segment. <laughs> we went two, two, correct. I mean, six is not even bold. <laughs> I mean, six is. It like, wasn't bold predictions. <laughs> at three, one, and one, six was looking like a rough one. I mean, right. How did they finish what with was, Wait, what was, what was their like Vegas over under, though? I bet it was like uh, six five and a half. half. Oh, it was okay. It was that low. Yeah. So you basically were like, the Lions will go under their win total. I actually think they actually had a slight shot if they had a better coach and Stafford didn't get hurt. Because Stafford balled out. Three. They finished three twelve and one after a three one and one start. That is. And the man kept his job. <laughs> after a certain. Wait, coach wait, 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 that's not, they lost nine straight to finish, so I guess they were. They were three, three, and one. Three, and then, three, and one. And then they lost. No, 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 no. The, the three, one, and one. They would have been three, one, and one if they hadn't gotten screwed by the refs in the Packers game. And they blew hey, that uh, Cardinals game in week one. Hey, fun fact. 
The Lions, the Packers never led a single second over the Lions, and they oh, still. Stop it. That is the first no. time I've heard that. What were the What was the Lions' division record this year? Uh, I mean, it can't be. Well, they won three games, so well, they did not beat anyone in the division. They were zero and six in the division. You oh. wrote an zero and six divisional record isn't out of the question, making it difficult for the Lions to finish with more than six wins oh. on the season. Oh, maybe we should give Sean more credit than we. Thank you, Ryan. So I think Although, the big takeaway here is that next year we should pick better predictions, or like. like uh, well, I would say this, Sean. Next year, don't pick Freddie Kitchens to be coach of the year. Let's, let's see yeah. who hires him. Let's see who hires him. <laughs> Maybe a tough call. No one, no, one, no one wins in Cleveland, guys. Come on. What, what if the Cowboys hire him? Then that Sean's got a bold prediction. Oh, he's got the quarterback. Yeah, Baker Mayfield really holding back Freddie Kitchens. That's, please don't clip that. Um, I, like, would, if you had to pick one bold prediction for next year, it's a really early bold prediction for next yep. year. It's not on the rundown. But, like, like I could see, like, how about Baker Mayfield wins Comeback Player of the Year award? Is that Here's bold? Mine. I I've got one bolder than that. Giants win the division. I was going to say Whoa. Patriots miss the playoffs. Ooh, I was going to say that too, but I don't want to say the same thing as Sean. So I'll say the Titans win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's bold. That that would qualify as bold. But By the way, be hilarious is if the Titans win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then Breach is like Breach the climate. Like, like, so Prisco on the podcast before the pre, in the preseason was like, here's one for you. The Bills are going to win the AFC East in 2020. But like, then they almost won it in 2019. Do you know how pissed off you'd be if you predicted the Bills would win the AFC East next year and they actually won it this year? Like, you'd be right, but you would, like, you wouldn't it's like put your, it It's like your Jameis prediction. By the way, I didn't do the bland predictions, but I did, and Breach documented this at the dinner table in August. I did predict the Redskins to go one and fifteen, and I wasn't far off. They went three and thirteen, so I will take that as my victory lap. I don't and remember that that same table conversation in Florida. We were supposed to pick one team, make a bold prediction about it. Brinson had the Vikings going thirteen and three. They went ten and six. Sean had the Packers going seven and nine. Ooh. They went thirteen and three, and I had the Titans going ten and six. They Ooh. went nine and seven. Ooh, so that's a good actually, one. breach breach wins. I came in second. That was a good one. In last. In my defense, the Packers are the second worst thirteen and three team ever, according to Football Outsiders. And my eyeballs. <laughs> and we should give a shout out to Tyler Sullivan because he was the only one in our group who, who hit his prediction on the head. He picked. He said the Rams would go nine and seven. And the Rams went nine and seven. Yeah, well done, Tyler. What was the worst prediction out of those? Ooh, I think it, it might be mine. You were six games off, Sean. Seven thirteen. Uh, Dubin had the Panthers Ooh. going twelve and four. Jeez. How many wins did they actually get? Five. Five. So he was seven wins yes. off. <laughs> Woohoo! And then someone had the nope. <laughs> it's Dubin. It's, I think it's Dubin. Sorry, Dubin. All right. Hey, Cam man, Newton. What a, what a terrible prediction, man. Seven games oh, off. And then Patrick Walker tied you, Sean, because he had the Cowboys at 14 and 2. 14 and 2? I don't think they're going to win. That's a lot of wins for Jason Garrett in one season. All right. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. First. Super Friends podcast of the decade. 
You know the time. best thing about this podcast? We're finishing this podcast before we usually start the Sunday Night Recap podcast. This is like the the best early slash late Christmas present you could have given me. Thank you. Yeah. And since this is our first one of the decade, we should pre-record our last one of the decade and then listen to it when we actually record our last one of the decade if we're all still alive or together. You think we're all going to be podcasting in next 20- decade? You think yeah. we're all going to be podcasting in 2029? The, the one we record on December 30th. 2029. <laughs> so you want to record a podcast as if it were December 31st, 2029, save it in a box, and then play it back in 10 years. Yes. Here's, here's here, my question. Hey, if we're doing this 10 years from now, I would presume that we're doing an okay job with it. John, I'll let you, uh, you Jim up there. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys. Oh. Talk to you guys on Saturday when we recap the AFC wildcard games. And, of course, we're back Sunday to recap them. And, of course, tomorrow you can check out the pick show. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.